And to Jesus be the praise and the glory today and the honor and God's people said, Amen. I am just so glad today you're with me again this lovely Wednesday. Because we've been talking about the blood of God, the blood of Jesus, who is God himself. And today I complete the teaching and I pray this will be a real blessing to you because I want to show you what happened when the Lord came. And then we're going to pray that the Lord will protect your life and your children, give you a blessed, blessed season. And, you know, I really believe if we begin to apply the blood on our lives daily, daily, we will see amazing protection in these coming days. So let's pray. Father, I thank you for what you're going to show us through your word. To you belongs the glory. To you belongs the honor, the majesty, and the praise. In Jesus' holy name, amen. And God's people said, amen and amen. And thank you for joining me. So, let's begin again by the question I have asked last two days. Why? Why did the blood of Jesus, why was the blood of Jesus shed? on Calvary's cross. What is so important about the blood? Now, we have to understand something that the Bible tells us in 1 Peter chapter 1. And let's just look one more time at verse 18, right through verse 20, because we have to understand why animals had to die in the Old Testament. And I want to say one more thing before we read this portion. God is holy. And because God is holy, sinners cannot stand in His presence. It's like light and darkness. When the light comes on, darkness is expelled. When God's holiness is revealed, sinners are expelled. So sinners cannot dwell in the presence of God. That's why the Bible says in Ezekiel, the sinner must die. The sinner must die. The wages of sin is death. Why? Because God is holy. I've given the example many times when you would walk into a room, let's say, and the lights are off and it's dark in there and you turn the lights on, that light expels the darkness. When God's presence comes, sinners cannot stand. They are judged because that light is also wrath against sinners like darkness is expelled, sinners are expelled. But God Almighty said to his people Israel, he said, if you will offer the blood of another, I'll accept you. So that is what is called substitution. You see, the word of God says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, the gift of God, is life eternal through Jesus. Why? Because Jesus died on the cross in our place as our substitute. And if we, if we come through him, we're accepted. So in the old covenant, the blood of animals was shed so Israel can come and stand before God. But all of that really began before the foundation of the world. When Jesus died in the heart of God and his blood was shed, in the heart of God, God being almighty and all-knowing, he saw Adam 
fall into sin. But before Adam ever fell, the plan of salvation and redemption was already established in eternity past. Because the Bible says we were chosen before the foundation of the world that we should be his. We were were redeemed before the foundation of the world. That's in Ephesians chapter 1. So before Adam sold you, God bought you. Isn't that wonderful? Before the enemy took over from Adam, God saw that happen and he bought you before the devil ever showed up, before there was a devil, before there were angels. So this is called the eternal covenant where God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit planned our redemption. And so it says, for as much as you know, this is verse 18, 1 Peter 1, for as much as you know, you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation, received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish, without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world. So he redeemed us and shed his blood before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for us, for you and I. So Calvary had to happen in history to complete what began in eternity. And in in Revelation 13, verse 8, it says to us that Jesus was crucified before the foundation of the world. Remember that I've been sharing these scriptures with you so that you would understand how precious our salvation is. So it says in Revelation 13, 8, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, meaning the Antichrist, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. So when God introduced the plan of redemption to Adam, uh, Adam understood that the blood had been shed already for him. And faith was born in his heart, and he looked forward to the salvation of his soul. Same with Abel. Cain rejected God's plan and offer of salvation. That's why he did not bring blood. You see, that's why blood had to be shed in the Old Covenant. When Abraham came to the Promised Land, what was the first thing he did? Offer blood. Before him, Noah, when Noah came out of the ark, what what was the first thing he did? Offer blood. He built an altar. Why? Because they knew, they understood. It's the only way to approach God. They understood that salvation only comes through the blood, and they were looking forward to the cross. The Lord said, Abraham saw my day, saw my day, and rejoiced. So when he said to Isaac, the Lord will provide himself a lamb, he was speaking of the cross, and he called that place Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Yireh, or Jehovah will be seen, that's what the real meaning is. Jehovah will be seen. So Jesus said, he saw my day and rejoiced. Moses saw the cross and forsook the pleasures of Egypt, it says in Hebrews. So we we see this in the Bible over and over that every patriarch, every saint, saint of God in the Old Covenant understood the power of the blood because they understood that's the only way God would accept me. It's through the blood. So Abraham, well before him Noah built an, an altar. Then Abraham builds an altar. Isaac comes into 
the land of promise after he's born, after he's grown up, now he's in the land of promise. And, and when God gave him the covenant, what did he do? Build an altar, offer blood. Jacob, when he came back from the house of Laban, what did he do? Offer blood. What did Moses do? The Bible tells us very, very powerfully how he applied the blood in Exodus on all the people of Israel, the whole nation. So if you read Exodus 24, it says that the blood was applied on the whole nation. And then God said, build me a sanctuary where I may dwell with you. So the minute the blood was applied, God said to to Moses, I'm coming down now. Moses had to come up prior to that. Now God said, I'm going to come down and dwell among you. Why? Because of the blood. And the blood was applied in the tabernacle from the gate to the Ark of the Covenant. There's a stream of blood as the priest would come in once a year with the blood of animals and all the furniture, they, they applied blood on them. Moses literally applied the blood on the whole tabernacle. And every year the high priest would go in and apply the blood on the mercy seat that covered the Ark of the Covenant and that blood was not removed or cleansed. Year after year after year, the blood was applied on that mercy seat. And God's glory shone through the blood. Isn't that powerful? You know, I always think about in the outer court, the sun shone. They could see what they were doing in the outer court. In the holy place, the lampstand shone so they could see. But there was no lampstand or sun or light inside the holy of holies. How did they see to go around? How did the high priest even see where where he was going with the four skins that covered the holy of holies and the whole tabernacle? And the smoke, the incense, the Bible says, went up continually with no chimney. Imagine when the high priest would walk in, it was really foggy in there with the, with the, with the incense. And then in the Holy of Holies, no sunlight, no lampstand. What happened? The light shone through the blood, through the glory. It came through the blood. Hallelujah. Isn't that incredible? So we have to remember there is power and light and glory in the blood. That's why when Adam sinned, the glory departed. God came and covered him with blood, offering him that the glory would would return through redemption. Oh, this is so marvelous. So, now the word of God tells us something amazing. That the blood of Jesus was shed in history fulfilling what began in eternity. Remember that when the Lord said, it is finished, what did he mean? What began in eternity was complete in history now. When Jesus said, it is finished, the plan of God was complete. So every time, let me just say this too, and I said it before, but I think you need to hear it one more time. Every time God saw the blood of animals, he he did not see the blood of animals. Because, you know, in Isaiah 1.11, it says God has no pleasure in the blood of the animals. Why? Because the, the blood of animals cannot remove sin. But when the blood of animals was shed, God saw the blood of his son already shed in his own heart. That's why God accepted it. That's why God accepted the blood of these animals whose blood could not remove sin as we hear in Hebrews, as we read in Hebrews. So it says in Isaiah 1.11, To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me? 
says the Lord. I'm full of the burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed beasts. And I delight not, I delight not in the blood of bullocks or of lambs or of goats. But God Almighty saw in the blood of animals, he saw the blood of his son already shed in his heart. And that's why he accepted it. And then Jeremiah comes with this amazing announcement, you know, in Jeremiah 31. Let's show it to you one more time, and then I'm, I'm going to show you a powerful verse in Ezekiel 2, or portion in Ezekiel. Uh, Jeremiah 31, 31, where God's word says, Behold, the days come, says the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel, with the house of Judah. Not according to the covenant I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand out of the land of Egypt which my covenant they break. That's the Old Testament. Although I was a husband unto them, says the Lord. But this shall be the covenant I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts, write it in their hearts. I will be their God, they'll be my people. And they shall not teach any man, you know, any man his neighbor saying, do you know the Lord? Because they will all know me from the least to the greatest. How? Because now the blood of Jesus is shed and Jesus comes into our hearts by the Holy Spirit and we know, and we know the Lord without animal sacrifice, without having to live obeying hundreds of rules and regulations, over six, 600 of them. Because now the law is fulfilled in us because of Jesus. In Jesus. And then God's for I will forgive their sins and remember their sin iniquities no more. In the blood of animals, there is a remembrance of sin. Every year, they remembered we have to offer blood again because we sinned again. But the blood of Jesus removes that memory. God says, I will not remember your sins no more. Why? Because of the new covenant. Because now the blood of Jesus has been shed. There's no need for the types and shadows of the old covenant. Because all that was the shadow, the type of things to come. We read this in Hebrews chapter 9, chapter 10. Where we are told clearly, in fact, let's look at it real quick, but I've, I've got to go to, to Ezekiel. But just in case you missed it, in Hebrews chapter 10, beginning at verse 1, it says, The law, verse 1, had a shadow of good things to come, but not the very image of the things that can never, with those sacrifices which they offered year after year continually, make the commerce perfect. So the blood of animals could not purge away sin. Because it says in verse 3, in those sacrifices there is a remembrance again made of sins every year. Because it's not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sin. So when Jesus came, he took away our sin once and for all and then sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high because he died once. Hallelujah. And when you and I believe that that happened, we are saved. When we trust him for our salvation, we are saved. we are guaranteed life eternal if we accept the Son of God's sacrifice on Calvary on our behalf and receive him as our Savior. And live for, uh, you know, for him and follow him and serve him. Salvation is not about, well, you know, I'm going to just pray a prayer. It's way more than that. Salvation is where we say, Lord, I give you my life. 
I trust you for my salvation. I've said it many times, Jesus is not a fire escape. We, we don't receive him just to, to, to escape hell and the fires of hell. Because then we would be using him. We receive Jesus. So we might live for him, love him, follow him, be his disciples. He gave us his life. We give him our life. Quite simple, really. And life would have no meaning, believe me, without the Lord. Life would have no meaning whatsoever. Like why be born and live a life of such hardship and then die? It makes no, no sense whatsoever. So we, we were born to know him. We were born to, to come and meet him and follow him. So God says in, in verse 25 of Ezekiel, and I'm talking about being born in the flesh. Your mom and your dad brought you into this world for one reason, that you might meet Jesus and follow him. Quite simple, to know the Lord. Then will I sprinkle clean water on you, and you'll be clean from all your, your filthiness. From all your, your idols will I cleanse you. A new heart also will I give you. A new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. And I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you, cause you to walk in my statutes. And you will keep my judgments and do them. So this is not anymore me trying to do something to please God. That he will fill me with the Holy Spirit and he will cause me. Wow, I love this. He said, I will cause you, in verse 27, to walk in my statutes. I will cause you to keep my word. I will cause you to do them, to live the kind of life. The Christian life is not about trying to live it. The Christian life is about surrendering to the Lord, who lives his life in you and in me, and through you and through me. So never in the Bible does it say try or try harder. It says yield. Yield your members. Surrender to the Lord. That's the key to victory in the Christian life. Is when I know how to surrender. Now, the blood of Jesus was shed seven times in fulfillment of all of the Old Testament type on the Day of Atonement. The high priest would sprinkle the blood seven times. And his blood, the Lord's blood was shed seven times. First, in Gethsemane. When his sweat became blood, so when they came to take him, his clothing were stained with blood. And why did his sweat become blood? To heal my soul and your soul. Number two, he went to the house of Caiaphas. And there they beat his precious face, and they pulled his beard, fulfilling Isaiah, Isaiah's prophecy. In Isaiah 50. And the blood was shed from his face. Why? That one day we will look like him. Transformed into his image. He paid the price for that transformation already. And then they placed a crown of thorns. Upon his head. When he went to the praetorium. The blood was shed. A third time. For the healing of our mind. They put that crown of thorns. I have one right here behind me. By accident yesterday, I touched it and it almost pierced me. 
something worse than this was was placed with force upon his head and the blood was shed from his forehead hallelujah to the lamb of god and it was for the healing of our mind your mind number 4 they whipped his back the romans used to use these whips with many strips on them and they had these metal balls actually they were much bigger than that from what i just heard a little while ago they they're discovering more and more about the shroud of turim and and the and the beatings that the lord received and how literally it it damaged his organs with the whips because of the blows of the metal and they had a lot of these metals with nails in them and so his back literally was torn apart his bones exposed for our healing so it says with the straps we are healed and on the cross it says what the Lord said in Psalm 22 my bones stare at me I can see my bones that's for our healing and health that's number four number five the blood was shed when they pierced his hands on the cross why that our work would be accepted number six when they pierced his feet why that I might walk with him and you might walk with him in holiness and righteousness and then number seven they pierced his side now that precious blood the Bible says was taken to heaven the question is how who took it and gave it to the Lord remember that that blood was shed in different locations in Jerusalem it was shed in Gethsemane in the house of Caiaphas from the house of Caiaphas to the Praetorium in the Praetorium from the Praetorium to Golgotha who collected that blood to give it to the Lord the Holy Spirit there's no doubt neither by the blood this is Hebrews 9-12 neither by the blood of goats and calves but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, meaning heaven. Having obtained already, the work of the cross was complete, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Remember when he rose from the dead, Mary Magdalene came to touch him. He said, touch me not. I have not yet ascended to your father, my, my father, your God, my God. He comes that night and says, touch me. Something happened between the morning and the evening. What happened? The blood was offered before God Almighty. So in the morning, touch me not. In the evening, come touch me, he said in the upper room. The blood has has been shed, saints, for you and me. The blood of God himself. Lord, come on, let's bless him. Lord, I thank you for the blood you shed on Calvary's cross. I give you the praise. I give you the glory and the honor. Now, Lord, I pray that you'll bless your people with this truth, this knowledge. I pray that the anointing will come upon them even as I pray right now, Lord, for for healing, because your word declares, with your stripes, with your stripes, we are healed. People of God, I'm sensing the anointing right now in my hands. Please stretch your hands towards me. Come and touch the screen if you can, or if you're using your phone, just put your hand on your phone. In Jesus' name, be healed. In Jesus' name, be made whole. 
from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Be free from your bondage. Be free from your disease. In Jesus' name. Lord, bless them now, and I pray that you'll cover them with your blood. And Lord, I plead the blood. I apply the blood on them. I apply the blood on their families. I apply the blood on their homes. I apply the blood on their possessions. I apply the blood on their relationships. In Jesus' holy name, I give you the praise, Lord. Thank you for your love and power. Protect your people, Lord, in this season. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Apply that blood, saints, because when you apply it with your mouth, in the old covenant they applied it by sprinkling hyssop, a plant. Today we apply it as we speak it, because there is power in the blood of Jesus. Demons flee when we apply that blood. Don't forget to do it. I'm just glad to remind you right now. Now, Lord, also, bless them financially. Listen, God Almighty wants to bless you. It's his, it's his word. It's his promise. He will, he'll, he'll take care of you. Because there's protection and there's prosperity to each believer if we live the life properly. The Bible says if we seek God's cause and his righteousness, all these things will be added to us. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be given and added to you. Because God cares about your daily needs. Be blessed today in Jesus' name. Be blessed. And everything you touch will be blessed and prosper. And multiply in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I'm going back on TV. And we are already now signing contracts with three networks that have opened the doors to us. We're going to begin with two and then add the third. And I need your help financially to do this. Because see, I've been doing these dailies now for a, for a while on social media. But now I want to take what I'm doing daily, put it on TV also. So many more people can be blessed. It's We're already, by the way, on TV in some countries for free. But not in the U.S., in the U.S., I cannot find anyone to run me free, by the way. But we have to pay here. But I believe that as we go back on TV, for the short time we have on, 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 on earth, or as long as God allows us, I think people will be blessed, God's people strengthened, empowered, because we need the Word today more than ever. We need the God's Word more than anything. And I've been teaching the Word to you for over a year and a half now, daily. Now let's bless other people who need it too in this country and in other parts of the world. So as you give, I'll be able to do that. And I'm stepping out in faith. So you can give, you can sow your seed today on the platform you're watching me on, or you can go to benihin.org, or you can simply text BHM. 45777. And don't forget to share this teaching with your friends because we need it more 
than ever right now. The, the protection of the blood of Jesus. Tomorrow we're going to run a very special program because tomorrow is Thanksgiving. Then I'll be back with you Friday. But tomorrow is be really precious and special. Be watching, will you? We're going to, we're going to run a whole service tomorrow. Just, just bless you for Thanksgiving. You're going to be blessed. The presence of God will be rich. So, but let's give to the Lord's work and also share this with your friends, what, I, what I've been teaching on. All right. Much love to all of you. Have a blessed Thanksgiving, you in the U.S., and a blessed day and season for you around the world, our brothers and sisters. And Lord, I pray that you'll bless your church globally. And bless those under persecution, Lord, and protect them. And set them free, Lord. Those in prisons, bring them out. In Jesus' holy name. And bring salvation to Israel. In Jesus' holy name. Amen and amen. And God's people said, Amen. All right, blessings. And I'll see you tomorrow, of course, with the service. And then Friday again, one-on-one. Much love. Shalom.